Verging on Greatness, a podcast about films that verge on greatness but mostly just wallow in mediocrity with your hosts, Mike Borkfeld and Greg Cerventi. Describing the host. <laughs> describing the Wait, cat. no, you are describing the host. Descri- what are we talking about? We don't need to kick ourselves. Describing People do that for us for free. Describing several of the cast of this movie. <laughs> that seems to be the main main objective. They look, yeah, they, they in, look hot, right? Like, they movie. look like it's it was like hot a, on yeah, set. There's a there's a there's a like a a music video element. It's like that's just if you can't look sexy in American Hustle, even the characters like, are, are specifically. <laughs> are not meant to look sexy look sexy yes it's, that's right yeah it's, it's that sort of it's that sort of vibe it's a vibe um hello <laughs> hi everyone uh this podcast is a vibe this is a podcast called verging on greatness um which is a podcast where me mike and my friend craig hi craig craig takes a sip of this hi, coffee mike. just as i throw to him um and uh, we talk about a movie that uh, is not quite great it seems like it might be great but maybe there's something that's not great about yeah, it yeah and it's, just it's not just terrible try and, just try and put yeah. the finger on what it is not not a bad movie podcast it's not a, a bad movie podcast it's a, it's a podcast about movies that just aren't aren't quite great but should be and maybe they feel like maybe they you are ever had but like a something... meal and, and you feel like it should have been a great meal like it had all the elements of a great meal but there then you go. it just kind of whelmed there you, there you go. There's, there's the there's the turn of phrase that I love. Yeah, whelmed. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, we're talking we're talking American Hustle um, from 2013. Uh, David O. Russell, uh, director, and um, yeah, boy, I so I I walked into this knowing nothing about it. So my my second son was born uh, around this time. I was in between first and seconds. Um, crazy time. I was not watching a lot of movies. I was not consuming a lot of media at all. Um, and so I have this, no kids, so I saw this at cinema. Yeah, it's Craig saw it at the cinema. So this this passed me by. I, like I, you, you mentioned this name to me, and I was like, sure. What is this movie? <laughs> what is this? What is this movie from the from the the, the Twilight Zone? yeah <laughs> so that, was that like a little so like a little indie indie picture didn't, didn't do just didn't, a tiny little didn't make picture. too didn't make yeah. too many waves um yeah it's quite a big deal um quite a big deal movie quite a big deal director um we're going to talk about talk about david o russell um and and some of the, the human garbage bag that some, is david o russell well i wasn't going to yeah. jump straight into that but um, oh yeah I beat around the bush. <laughs> we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk a, a little bit. About, talk a little bit about about his directorial style. Style, um, uh, and <laughs> which appears apparently is with, his, with his actors. So, yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, we're gonna talk about this movie, and because it's, I mean, so after I watched this movie, I went straight in. I went straight in blind. I knew nothing about it. Just just chucked it on. Um, it, it did take me a few sittings to watch it. I found it quite, quite. I mean you talked about whelming in terms of the experience i found it overwhelming just in terms of the style um i found it mm. yeah it was hard hard to watch and it's it's fairly long it's it's over two hours um two hours I, and 18 yeah i did it in a few shots and then 
when I came to the came to do my my post viewing reading, um, I I was pretty surprised that it did as well as it did. It was nominated for ten uh, Academy Awards. None of the none of the acting ones surprise me. Um, so all four it got nominations nominations for all four of the acting awards, and none of those surprised me at all. The acting is fantastic. Mm. But the yeah the movie itself um, uh, yeah it, it brings brings a very high level of intensity throughout that I I found quite quite hard work. It is a hard work movie. Um, you're not wrong, um, and and the acting is intense. But I think that speaks to more about the the behind the scenes of this. Uh, uh, we were talking off air. It's sometimes sometimes the best comments we make are in the pre recording bit of the seg- of the show. Uh, well, we talked about off we air should, how um, we should really just record that. We should that, just really really show. record that, and then, <laughs> um, uh, where Mike and I try and get some of the the things we want to say uh, laid out. But um, David O. Russell, I think shall we just jump in straight with David O. Russell? We can talk about him a little up top, and we can talk about him at the 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 back half, the back end of this. But yeah, I guess uh, it, it explains got, a bit about about the nature of the movie, the the, the, intense, the, film, the intensity of the film the when you know that yeah. what he's like as a director. Yeah, so yeah, so you if, swing if into you that. don't know David O. Russell, um, he's he's had a reasonably long career in Hollywood, and he's got some big names under his belt, but. Um, he won, uh, Silver Linings Playbook won some Oscars, which was Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. Um, interesting casting because Jennifer Lawrence is all of like 22 in that picture, like actual and real, real age. She's like 22. Mm. Bradley Cooper must be mid late thirties. Um, and the character in that movie is meant to have been a young widow. And it's like, well, at what age exactly did she get married? Like 17? Cause mm. Um, and and I think there's a, there's a bit of that in this as well. Jennifer Lawrence is no older than twenty three or twenty four in this film, um, and she's she's married to a she's married to Christian Bale, who mm. has to be mid late thirties if not early forties. And again, she's a young widow. Um, like at exactly what age was she married? So because um, was she married at nineteen? Like that's not mm. outside the realms of possibility. But this is this is the the Jennifer Lawrence casting of this era where they had her playing these much older characters, um, but she herself was not even in her mid twenties. Yeah, right. Um, no slight on her, but you know she's electric in everything that, in every scene she's in, and uh, we talk about her stealing the show here. But David O. Russell has this career. Um, going back to the 90s uh, of controversy on set or controversial behavior on set, starting with um, the the first reported or the first blow up of this was on Three Kings, where he frequently came to um, to, to, to odds with um, George Clooney. Hmm. Um, and George Clooney and David o. Russell allegedly, well, I don't think anyone's denying it, got into a fist fight on set hmm. where... Um, uh, Clooney ended up with his hands around David or Russell's neck um, uh, and had to be separated and and that has that sort of level of intensity or that that sort of uh, feedback about David or Russell has persisted ever since um, and so when you start to pull apart his films and you start to look at how things are getting done yeah uh, apparently on the set of American Hustle uh, the 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 true um, focus of a lot of his uh, his anger was Amy um, Adams, mm. uh, and you can see that in her. I I feel you can see that in her performance, where everything feels like it's amped up to eleven at all times. Mm. 
Um, and I think that's a large part of what we're talking about here was where, where everyone is on set. I, I think improvisation takes a large part of his, um, his yeah. creative process as well. So yeah, I think I everyone's just yeah. on set, you know, ramping things up. So everything's getting turned up to a, to a tenant. So uh, having ha, being, being a relatively experienced amateur um, dramatist myself, I recognize that, um, that performance. That's what you do when when everyone thinks they're acting is they're just shouting at each other. Yeah, it's like that's that's not acting. That's just shouting. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. it 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 made me think a little bit of we did. Gosh, it must be years ago now when we did Lost in Translation, which is mm. also a, a, a movie primarily uh, directed with the with the purpose of allowing the cast freedom to 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 pursue their craft, but mm. uh, that obviously pans out it's set in japan it pans out in a really peaceful um meditative uh way and it's quite it's it's relaxing to be around those characters i i think even though a lot of it is i mean i don't know about the uh, improvisation element but there's there's certainly there's a lot of space created in that movie for them to 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 act to ply their craft and i think the same is happening here but as opposed to you know what is it late 90s japan uh late 70s america um with with the kind of the it's not quite 80s hedonism but it's close it's getting there it's it's, it's heading towards it very yeah. very intense there's uh, yeah. uh, all the the outfits even just the costuming is a, a gown after gown after gown no, I'm not complaining about this. Cleavage shot after cleavage shot. Uh, I said, I said, uh, a note I made about Amy Adams here is how she's staying in that top as a mystery to her and modern science. So, yeah, that's that, and that's that's obviously they've 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 gone with that. That's part of her. That's part of her character, and she's a she's a con artist. And how do women, you know, win men over? And, that's how, how do they confidence track them yeah yeah Distract so with cleavage yeah uh, like it's it's all it's all in in keeping with the the the, the point of the movie but it's 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 it makes it makes it quite a hard watch hard work yeah so also it's worth noting at this point that my my lovely wife uh amy insisted on more or less insisted on us making this uh, podcast about American Hustle because uh, you mean an anonymous one of our, a fan, an anonymous fan. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, this. yeah, an anonymous one fan. of our one of our many, one of our many anonymous fans uh, was very insistent that we we do American Hustle as a as a as a subject for the podcast, but mostly because she hates this film. Uh, oh, I mean, sorry, <laughs> they hate this film, uh, and uh, so uh, I had to watch this. I had to watch this with the anonymous fan um or rather i made the anonymous fan watch this with me like you you wanted this so you actually you actually tracked you tracked down i tracked down one fan fan out of of so many fans i made them sign a non a non-disclosure agreement and then uh (laughs) then had them come into my flat so that so that we could watch this film um and um it was all consensual um and uh, (laughs) and the anonymous fan who isn't my wife amy uh she she had they had the strikes they had some strikes against this film like they kept citing strikes and the first strike against this film according to the anonymous fan who totally isn't my wife amy uh was the length 
Uh, at two hours and 18 yeah. this is a long fucking movie and it feels long too it, it does feel long some long movies i've watched longer movies that have flown by but this one i kept looking at the time thinking am i am i there yet am i nope which and, and i think we'll get to that when we talk about the the plot because i think that's that reflects uh, a fairly non you know a, a non-hollywood three-act structure where the the second act goes forever yeah and then it crashes headlong into the third yeah and then it's kind of over yeah and then it's yeah. and then it's boof it's over really quickly yeah yeah um the the sec before we move on but the second the second strike against this against this film were the wigs uh so um uh the synonymous fan who's totally not amy um she she's particularly that sorry they are particularly big on wigs in films uh and and inconsistency in hair between shots so uh just thought i'd put that out there uh that they, there's a lot of interesting hair in this movie hair, well i um, thought the hair was here's a theme though isn't it it's part yeah. of the theme of everyone's got everyone's got hair business and it's part of, i thought it was part of the theme of how you know people people presenting themselves differently everybody even bradley cooper curls his hair amy curls adams curls hair. her hair um uh um, yeah, that's christian right. amy bales adams is, got a got a whole segment where he's giving you a, a a lesson on how to apply a comb over yeah it's a whole it's a yeah. whole thing i thought that was that was deliberate and yeah it must continuity wise it must be an, it must have been an absolute, absolute nightmare, nightmare. yeah uh, the, that person is there an, is there an academy award for continuity because that... no but there is one for hair and makeup so, well um, hey did this did this win for that it should have no i think it was dominated like i mean it's a period piece ultimately so it's the set in the 70s yeah um, in the mid late 70s oh uh strike three was steely dan um the anonymous fan uh hates steely dan so uh yeah the the music <laughs> i mean the, it does it's a little bit forrest gump where it's like you throw enough really cool music from a particular yeah, era drops, right? and it's going to feel yeah. it's going to feel like it's the, like it's making the movie cooler than it actually is yeah i think there's a there's so many elements of this where it's it's that sort of thing plastering over what is what is really at its core a pretty thin movie it is thin it's thinner than christian bale's hairline it's pretty thin <laughs> it's yeah yeah, it's, it, it, at its core, I, I don't think there's much there. But it's hey, it was it was popular, it was massive, and I guess all of those things that we've just talked about. I, I mean, I feel they're all that certainly the casting, certainly the period setting, down to yep. the the lighting fixtures, the um, you know, the, the, I, the I, I don't think they fits, uh, the they music. recreated that. I just think they were in Jersey and they were like, <laughs> oh, this hasn't this hasn't evolved since the mid seventies. Just shoot there. Yeah the the costuming the gowns that i mean it's all it's all high quality but it's all so over the top all of it and you you never really get a you never really get a uh any relief i just want to see someone in a friggin t-shirt tracksuit yeah t-shirt and some <laughs> jeans <laughs> which has been a staple of fashion since the 1950s i'll yeah. point out so yeah. t-shirt and jeans there were, it's pretty I know hard that, to go yeah, wrong I it's basically the uniform of the human race i wasn't there so, in 1978 but i'm i have it on reliable authority that people <laughs> people wore jeans i mean yeah jeans. <laughs> 
Yeah, I, I, I strictly speaking, was there in 1978, but I don't remember it. So. I, don't, I don't think you were wearing jeans. <laughs> I was wearing a, a little cut-off piece, usually white. <laughs> something about yeah, something a bit more revealing. It, it was functional more than pra- uh, functional and practical more yeah. than fashionable. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Um, yeah, what do we what do, what do we want to talk about? So the the movie, so I I likened this a little bit. I mean, obviously it's a it's a it's a a, a con con movie. Who's conning? Yeah, it's who's conning the sting, who? It's, but the, in the it's, 70s. it's the sting. So two con artists they get they get busted. Small time con artists and the the agent who busts them wants to use them to go after bigger. White, bigger fish white collar crime go after some bigger fish he thinks he can use he can use their skills to land some land some bigger fish and, He's ambitious. and they say yeah he says after like this is just post watergate and so he says he wants to go after some senators and some congressmen yeah. some white collar criminals yeah uh, and someone says haven't we had enough um uh you know sleaze and in, in, yeah in, nixon and um yeah, yeah nixon and uh lyndon b johnson yeah et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Yeah. So, I'm. I mean, from there, yeah. He's he's ambitious. So, so the the setup is essentially it's the 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 ramping up of the stakes far further and further and further beyond what these small, essentially small time con artists are used to doing. They used they used to keeping things small, keeping things manageable, um, and and, and yeah, the agent they... the agent just wants to bring it higher and higher. Because yeah. he's not the one. He he doesn't feel like he's the one at the risk. He feels like he feels like he's the one who is in control, and he's confident and he's ambitious. Um, and then at the same time, um, you've got the uh, is she or isn't she conning the agent uh, and and trying to convince him that she is in love with him and not just not just faking it to to um, distract him to con him. Which, which, which is frustrating from an audience point of view because right away, like here's one of the key problems with the film, right? Right away, she says to um, Amy Adams' character, says to Christian Bale, um, "I'm going to get real close to him so that we've got another play." So yeah, right away, any tension that the the audience might 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 have had from this is she or isn't she kind of style relationship that they're engaging that they're they're showing us quite graphically in the film uh and they establish early that she's a stripper or she was a stripper um so it's like is it you know so she's got some experience in uh presenting uh her feelings and emotions in one way to an audience um they they take that all away they let the air right out of the balloon because uh she says i'm going to get real close to him like she she doesn't lie to the audience she tells us exactly what she's going to do i I guess you 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 you, yeah the the thing they leave the door they leave open is has she gone into it with that intention but there has has he then convinced her has he tipped her over but yeah maybe spoiler alert he hasn't that's yeah and then and then she she persists with this english accent thing that she puts on which is this character for their scam but um it's it's never made it's it's never made clear to me like exactly when bradley cooper and crew were, were watching them uh because this english accent then persists into real life and and the english accent is worse than my english accent which mm. is terrible um uh, and then and then a, a plot point later in the film is she drops the english accent for bradley cooper and he gets freaked out that she's not from england it's like 
if you bought that as an English accent from England, holy shit, you deserve to be scammed. Yeah. The, yeah, it's which, not a good accent. It's not even not even the worst uh, accent crime committed, which is 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 by the the shake. Um, so oh, yeah. so this this <laughs> the sting the setup relies on a uh, having an Arab sheikh from um, Abu Dhabi who was you know the the honeypot essentially. Uh, but at one point, uh, as as part of this escalating stakes. You know, they've got a Mexican guy playing, pretending to be the sheikh, and he's, he admits he's got, he can say Hassan and Malanka and one or two other things. Um, is he's he's clearly not a convincing Arabic speaker, and at one point they wind up in a, you know, they they're at a sit down with, basically he's presented as the scariest mobster in in America, uh, played by Robert De Niro, um, and and he starts spitting Arabic at this at, at this guy michael pena um the 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 the, the mexican actor um the the incomparable michael pena yeah. uh who's pretending to be an arab i i did write down was um cliff curtis not available yeah. <laughs> um during the filming that's, of this that's film. right he did he did that he did that role in three kings didn't he yeah so but the, but then he yeah the, there's there's a moment of tension where because he's because De Niro has asked the Sheikh a question and he, he has no idea what he has asked him. But then the tension is the tension is broken because some drunk guy comes and stumbles into the table and then he stands up the Sheikh stands up and says a few a couple of sentences, something to the effect of I'm looking forward to doing business with you and walks out. And and you you're meant to believe that that's convinced De Niro. This mobster. Yeah. Who is presented hard as, as nails hard as nails, incredibly hard to win over yeah uh, how was he not pushing that that yeah it doesn't yeah really, how was he really not following up. that up going the sheik the, the sheik did not answer my question yeah which was what do you prefer a big mac or a quarter pounder so <laughs> <laughs> i don't know what he asked but yeah i don't know just a lot a lot a lot of that hinges on the fact that people are stupid i mean so. yeah mostly it's mostly it's pretty it's pretty tidy as far as as far as the plotting yeah it's i mean i get a bit i don't get that turned on by the who's who's conning whom you kind of there's only so many ways to to go about it it's just yeah it relies on the it relies on the cast and the 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 strength of their performance which as we've as we've said is is great but it does you do wind up with a lot of a lot of just just kind of screaming at each other as they're trying to as they're getting frustrated because they can't figure each other out now the one so yeah. we've talked about the main the, the the main triangle but the 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 fourth element uh, and i thought of her as a little bit like um a little bit like janice and the sopranos um oh, yes where she's 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 the chaos element um right she's the the wild magic if you're a dungeons and dragons That's fan gen- yeah, Jennifer, yeah, yeah. Jennifer, Jennifer Lawrence's Lawrence. character, who is who is the married to uh, Irving, which is Christian Bale's character, the con yep. artist, uh, and he stays with her. She's a she's a loose she's a loose cannon. She's an agent of chaos, um, but uh, she has a she has a son, who effectively Irving has adopted and and he loves who he loves very much, and he can't leave her because um, he's tied to her because of this boy, uh, Danny. Um, and so he he's trying to keep her at arm's length from it all because she's such a loose cannon um, but at the same time she's she's beautiful and she's uh, not without her uses as far as um, 
rounding out rounding out his character and his con and making him more you know when you're a, when you're, you're a married man you're a family man you're just that little bit more trustworthy um than than a, than a man on his own uh, plus she's really hot um which helps and so so he she winds up drawn into the whole affair and of course she winds up being the one to explode at certain points and in fact so that's the the the, the turning point that finally gets us to the third act um is is when uh amy adams's character sydney uh, also known as edith in her english persona um okay. she actually says she's straight to um irving there's only one thing that can fuck it up now and that's your wife and sure enough, that's your wife cut to and that's exactly what she cut does to her fucking it up by spilling yep. spilling the beans to one of the one of the mob casino cronies that she's, yeah, that saying she's that having an affair with they're hanging around with the irs yeah because she thinks bradley cooper works for the irs yeah yeah but she i mean she the, the dynamic that she brings is one of the best things about the movie and oh, she was just yeah. at the absolute peak uh and uh, of her her popularity and when this when this movie came yeah, out she couldn't she's do literally it. She she's do literally cadmus everdeen yeah uh, from the Hunger Games, um, uh, during and after this, um, and she is also um, she had also just won an Oscar in the last David O. Russell film, uh, which was um, Silver Linings Playbook. Yeah, um, which she was definitely the wrong actress to play that part, um, but she was she did very well in it anyway. I, I, I think Jennifer Lawrence is one of the most exciting actresses working today. Mm. Um, she's she's infinitely watchable um and she is always electric she's always on yeah um and yeah i think i think she's great um but yeah in in this role again um it just just yeah bonkers like and you're right agent of chaos i love that that's that's exactly what she is she's an agent of chaos yeah. um and just when you just uh, just when you need uh, just as in the sopranos when when you need something to blow up to go sideways just, uh, yeah bring, bring janice in get janice, Bring janice get janice in. to yeah. sleep with the guy get janice involved somehow yeah. and sparks will fly she's just she's there she's that's her that's her function in the cast yeah yeah that's um yeah and so that gets us and and then there's the other the the other character in here the the fifth other fifth wheel uh is uh carmine oh um, yeah so the the mark the by, mark uh jeremy renner yeah he's so he's he's the mark he's the one th- is the the patsy through which they identify that they can reach their their true marks the congressmen and the senators yeah um, through this guy who's the who's the mayor of mayor of new jersey oh is, is it actually new jersey or he's the mayor of yeah is he the mayor of Cam- jersey camden mayor of Cam- camden camden new jersey uh, or the mayor of atlantic city i'm not sure either way but ultimately this is about building casinos in atlantic city or rebuilding yeah. casinos in atlantic so, city so he's a yeah he's a he's a politician he's 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 a family man he's got a big family he's got a lot of kids he's even adopted a, adopted a black kid um yeah uh, so and, and he's presented as just a, a an overwhelmingly uh good guy even though he is crooked he's crooked for the right reasons because he he wants to use the money to you know rebuild and, the and to use the connections to 
build these casinos not to make himself a lot of money but to in, inject but to, to enrich his yeah, community in, inject money into the economy in this community um very so he's a yeah really likable really likable character sensible character um yeah and yeah he so he and um again it's the con the con man type thing where in uh, irving gets closer and closer to carmine because irving is the one that carmine trusts um, and Irving finds himself becoming a genuine, genuinely friendly with Carmine. Uh, and one of the, actually, it's one of the best scenes in the movie, I think, is when at the end, when it's all gone to shit, um, and he has to go to Carmine's house and confess um, that it was all a sham and that the, that Carmine's probably going to jail. Um, it's yeah. There's, it's, it's a really, and all the kids are lined up on the all stairs. The, all the kids are on the stairs. All Brady, these adult Brady, children. Brady Bunch style. Um, watching their watching their dad um, taking out his frustration on this poor fat um, guy with a terrible comb over with a with, played by Christian with, Bale who's, who's that, who's who at this time was literally Batman having a having a mild <laughs> heart attack while, while while their dad kicks the shit out of him uh, so good <laughs> a lot of super a lot of superheroes in this film um, I said earlier. Um, uh, one of my notes here reads uh, Lois Lane, Rocket Raccoon, Hawkeye and Bat-Fucking-Man walk into a bar with a suitcase full of cash. As <laughs> a, a set up to a, uh, to a punchline I haven't written. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's amazing, the, it's amazing the, the, the people who turn up for like serious, act, serious acting movies like this and then, yep. and then jump across to, to, jump across to, and do, to do like... Rocket Raccoon. Yeah, yep. <laughs> nonsense. Um, I've got to say, like Bradley Cooper, I've just just finished watching. Um, uh, as of recording this, the the third Guardians of the Galaxy film has has come out, has has recently come out within this month. And I've got to say, like uh, the Rocket Raccoon um, storyline in the third Guardians of the Galaxy film is uh, one of the most uh, heart wrenchingly mm. um, hard to watch mm. um, bits of of modern cinema, and certainly does not feel like it's totally like it's totally at home or it's totally at place in a guardians of the galaxy film it's just this heart-wrenching heart heart you know tear-jerking uh storyline it's funny featuring an animated raccoon was it on the last was it on the last podcast yeah it was we were doing empire records and we were talking about um katie perry prance prancing around doing a musical number for a menu log Oh, like, menu log, yeah. And Here in the could, UK, it's um, it's just eat, so she, it's the same yeah. thing. But, she can just yeah. happily retain her musical credibility, and people will still go and watch her. And actors now can still maintain their acting credibility doing Marvel Comic Universe garbage, and then come and do come and do proper movies like this, where like a, I mean, Bradley and, Cooper, uh, Bradley Cooper is just the voice of Rocket Raccoon, but Christian Bale is both batman in the christopher nolan batman trilogy of films yeah he's also the villain in thor love and thunder um he plays this this god killer character um so christian bale 100 percent will do batman and he'll do uh, villain of the week in, in a thor film by uh, taika waititi uh, but then he will you know put on 40 pounds of flat uh, flab and 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 do a david or russell film where he plays a con artist in the 70s so i mean 
yeah I, I think in the if in the 1970s somebody had done that like that'd be the end of their, their career yeah right yeah it's it's different that never you'd never see them the same again and it, and then yeah the, the, there's, there's rare occasions like michael keaton where he does a you know does a, a comic book movie he does batman and then you know has to carve himself out a serious career again and then he's doing bird birdman years later yeah michael keaton i think is probably the last time that we would probably we would do that to an actor in a film right so we would like he does batman which is a monster monster hit he he had a career as like a comedic actor before that he'd done like mr mom and a a few like night shift and and a few of those sort of wacky films um very funny guy does does batman is is now international superstar for for doing batman and then um then he does like five flop films that that go nowhere and he, he more or less tanks his career to have this late stage resurgence as michael keaton down the line because mm. you see michael keaton turn up as like a punchline character in the other guys or you see michael keaton turn up as um like as a serious actor as like a, an elder statesman style actor um much later on like so he's definitely into his late 50s and 60s but it's not until like much further down the track where he's actually parodying himself a little bit in birdman where he's yeah. playing this the superhero character and then he plays a villain in a in a in a spider-man film he plays the vulture mm. um and now motherfucker is back in the batman costume for the new flash movie <laughs> so like um and and he's turning up at graduation ceremonies for like you know harvard graduates or whatever it is you know giving them a, a commencement speech or a graduation speech and then turning around like this you can look this up he, he does he does a speech about you know the future and like expectations and then he turns back around and, and t- to the microphone goes oh and a uh, batman um and then <laughs> it's like like hey great michael keaton you're living your best love life i love it good on you yeah we did this to you sorry <laughs> michael keaton <laughs> anyway uh we should talk anyway. we should get back to the movie um american hustle um <laughs> Yeah. Oh gosh. What else? What else do you say? So, okay. We should talk about. Well, we should talk about the men. We should talk about awful people being yeah, awful. We should talk about so many awful people. So Irving, Irving and Richie. Yeah. It is. It is a movie where no one's wholly good or wholly bad, right? And I guess you get yeah. that from Jeremy Renner's ca- character. He's 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 doing bad things for the right reasons. Um, that and it's it's interesting. What I think is interesting about it is is like trying to figure out what's what's this movie actually about what's it trying to say it sells itself as a movie that's about and that that someone mentions this in the in the movie how it's about how far people will go to change their lives which is Mm. it's it's an american so it's an it's an american dream manifest destiny yeah Yeah. you can be anything you want so it's it is it's presented as that sort of thing but i don't know if that's really what it's about it's also in a way it's about real and fake um i think that's a uh there's a a amy adams has a line which is no more fake shit yeah she says uh in a toilet stall with a fake english accent yeah (laughs) (laughs) to bradley cooper as she's trying to seduce him yeah so it's it's about... for me again this comes back to the tension was let out of that all of that was let out so early on when she tells him that she's going to get real close to him so that they've got another play to make yeah like so 
I don't know if, if you wanted to keep the tension in, if you wanted to keep the, the the pressure building, like you've got to keep the lid on the pot. You can't just take the lid off and let all the pressure out, yeah. which is what they do straight away. They don't even put the lid on. They they take the lid completely off and turn the heat down. Like that's not how you build a pressure cooker. I wonder if that's if that's an example, and maybe if that's an example of something that someone said in the heat of the moment and an and an improvisation. I, I fully expected it is. Yeah, with, yeah, without kind of thinking through what it was going to mean, and that, that they left it in because David or Russell liked it or whatever, but didn't really factor in, or maybe they just wrote over the top of it because they thought it was so good, and they thought it was actually better to have it in. And, and just rely on the performances later on to carry you through that kind of, is she actually falling in love with him? Even though she has told us and told Irving, she's not. She's, she's not. She is, she's, it's all part of the act. She's keeping him in play to, in case they need it. Yeah. Which they then My very next note to, is do. don't put metal in the science oven. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then my, my next note after that is J-Law is the best fucking thing about this movie because there's a scene that immediately follows her being told not to put metal in the science oven with her with her muttering to herself about she'll do whatever the fuck she wants if she'll put metal in the science oven if she wants to and then immediately the microwave catches fire uh because she's put metal in the science oven and then there's a scene not long after that where you can still see the effects of the burning microwave on the on the cabinetry above it yeah uh, that's yeah that, that was, stays that was there. one of my favorite things that was that was good. <laughs> uh, and then I go, I, my next note after that, for a guy we're told, we're repeatedly told is charismatic, Christian Bale's Irving's character is not charismatic. So. Yeah, and I, I don't think, I don't feel like either of them are, either Irving or Richie, which is Bradley Cooper's character. I think Bradley Cooper's character is compelling. Like, I think you want to see what he's going to do next. I get, and, and I I like that escalation. Like he gets greedy, yeah. Which is yeah. Which is the the mark of all, all of these these um yeah. these Sting style movies is that the mark has to get greedy. Yeah. You have the you they have to they have to want to take the next step. They have to want to take your fake promised money. Like yeah. And I think I think once upon a time there, there existed a script where this this worked on paper where they said, you know, they don't they don't present things to him he goes looking for more and all they do is they have a bunch of open doors that he can walk through but then he he has to actually do the walking himself yeah. like that's what makes a film like this yeah. satisfying that's how you that's how you get the tension because you've presented them as, right. as great at what they do and sensible and they've done this they've done this well for a long time so to fail you have to have that rogue element and yeah you're right it's the, it's the greed of the bradley cooper character and i guess at the start He's presented as the he's the level-headed, um, handsome, uh, you know, the the, yeah. the cop. He's the he's the level-headed, the handsome cop, and um, Christian Bale, Irving, is the he's he's the he's the rogue. He's the lovable rogue. Um, he's out of shape, um, but he's 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 got the charm. Even though you don't necessarily uh see you never see it you never see like see him exercising the charm people just talk about the charm that he has i th I think there's a version of this movie where bradley cooper and christian bale's characters are swapped i think yeah. there's a version of this movie where christian bale plays um the cop and bradley cooper plays the con man i think i think that version of this movie probably existed yeah. um and i i think i think maybe something's happened that's caused them to swap those characters but yeah bradley cooper is 
immensely charming. Yeah. And he doesn't, no acting required. He, he could be reading the newspaper yeah. to you, the financial section, and you would find that. Charming. But he gets more and more unhinged as the stakes yeah. rise where, um, which is Irving... frustrating because everyone's performance in this yeah. movie is already at a nine yeah. and then they're trying to turn it up to an 11. Where, just, where Christian, it's... Christian Bale keeps all of his inside. And he's great. He's fantastic. I, I, I love yeah. every, everyone's performance in this is great. And, and uh, Bradley Cooper's goes, he goes, he boils over more and more until he's hitting people and uh, shouting at, <laughs> shouting at Amy Adams and beating up Louis. I mean, Louis, who hasn't wanted Louis to have C.K. Lewis with a telephone? Well, <laughs> <laughs> um, the most frustrating thing about this whole fucking movie, like for me, like, I mean, obviously we find out at the end that Bradley Cooper has been conned by hmm. uh, Amy Adams and Christian Bale. No surprise. Um, but the most frustrating thing for me is uh, they make C.K. Lewis sympathetic um, Louis, and Louis, Louis, Louis C.K. Louis C.K. The, the guy who wrote Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe is, is not in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they make him, they make him the victim somehow, and uh, and you feel sorry for him because Bradley Cooper beats him up with a telephone. I mean, again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wonder if he that. was. Oh well, I don't know. I guess he's. I guess he's fine. You got to cast. You got to cast. If you got to cast someone in that kind of straight. <laughs> straight boring no you can't do that it's too expensive or that's too risky or whatever he's as good as anyone to cast in that but yeah mm. maybe they could have maybe they could have cast someone else in that role but i so okay <laughs> the, so the main the main two men um main two men irving and richie sorry excuse me <clears throat> um so irving and irving gets the girl in the end right irving irving wins because they, they pull off a final they achieve a final con on richie Irving gets the girl. Irving walks away. Richie fails. He's he's left with nothing. He's left with butt kisses. The 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 hits on the congressman and the senator work out, but he doesn't get any of the credit for it because he allows himself to be conned uh, out of the two million dollars. And to get the money back, he has to agree to a lenient sentence for Carmine uh, and to let um, Irving and um, uh, Edith. Uh, walk away walk away so he he comes away with nothing but there's something in in that ending where like he loses but he's not like he's not the bad guy uh, why are we why are we meant to be happy yeah I mean, maybe it's not meant to be a happy ending but i i feel like i guess that's, i feel like there's something I guess deflating that's the, re, the real ending someone's right? got like, a in 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 reality no one gets away unscathed everyone comes away a little bloody and broken um there are no good people it's just varying degrees of shit uh, i suppose but at the same time that's that's what made the sting work uh because the sting is about people who con people out of money although they go to some lengths to in the movie the sting to show that they're only conning bad people um, or greedy people and that's what makes the tv show hustle work is that they go to some lengths to show that they're only hustling greedy bad people or dirty cops um, but that's that's what's missing here is that everyone comes away smelling a little faintly of shit mm. um, is that no one come, no one's doing it for altruistic purposes no one's doing it um, to 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 sh teach somebody a lesson they didn't go into this in the film they didn't go into it with bradley cooper being an overbearing fbi agent um an overzealous fbi agent they got that thrust upon them they were quite happy scamming desperate people for five thousand dollars that's what they were happy doing mm. which 
which by in itself is 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 wrong because they're not going after greedy people they're going after people who are desperate mm. um and desperate people do desperate things so you know these people who are already in the hole for five thousand suddenly they're in the hole for five thousand you know for fifty thousand now they're five thousand more in debt um so all of these people are just shit people they're all awful people being awful um and even Jennifer Lawrence, who is who is ultimately like meant to be this, you said she was an agent of chaos. She is in herself an awful person. She does awful things in the film, mm. um, and her ultimate like her her comeuppance, as it were, is uh, she then goes off to become a literal gangster's mole um, at the end of this film. It's it's, mm. it's bonkers. But yeah, the whole film itself is this. Ah, I just—it's so frustrating. And but that's that's what made the Sting so good. Is at the end of the Sting, when it's all played out, when everyone, when all the chips are down, everything was a setup. The only person who gets screwed over is um, is it George Shore? Um, uh, uh, I forget the the mobster's name or the actor. Uh, I think it's George Shore. Um, the only person who gets screwed over is George Shaw at the end of, of the sting. And everyone comes away from that um, smelling, smelling of roses. Um, so it's just, it's just super, from, from, from that point of view, this film is, is super, super mm. fucking frustrating. Because the, 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 setup, the setup was never established and the payoff was never, is never warranted. Uh, and it just sort of happens because the, mm. the the final the final yeah and, and that's uh, and I think that's as I, I alluded to earlier that's partly due to the um, unconventional pacing and of the of the script where you've got this massive massive middle act um, and then the only the, the the turning point for me is that that's right that point yeah. where you cut across to Rosaline um, uh, who's spilling the beans to her guy. Uh, which that happens at 104 minutes so you're already you're already one and one and three quarter hours through the movie before the final act kicks off that's a long um, way into this fucking movie and it's yeah yeah so you, you, you you're quite deep in and i feel like they they, they kind of there's a little bit of urgency to, to get it wrapped up at that point to just get it into because they've had all this all this long <clears throat> drawn drawn out yeah the the intensity the 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 low the low point which is that that part where bradley cooper is losing it and beating people up and uh, yelling a lot that's their that's the all is lost type moment but the david o russell just allows that to carry on and on and on for so long because he's in love with mm. what the actors are producing and fair play they are producing incredible quality but it, it, it kind of reload it reloads everything so that the 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 time frame of the the pacing of the movie at what cost? feeling a little bit a little bit blunt yeah <clears throat> off yeah um yeah ultimately uh my final note on this that i wrote watching this was um uh j-law if it's true that if it was um a lot was improv on set then she is the most talented person on any set um, yeah. and um i said here it feels like there needed to be a lot more hustle in a movie called american hustle i just yeah i find the ending underwhelming because yeah. you wind up with that yeah. situation where the only bit of like conning that they did 
is that yeah, in fact the lawyer in the room. Yes, um, yes, you, know, you kind of want to come away from that and realize that they, they had their finger on the scale the whole and, time. And paying yeah. off guns, guns that have been placed on the wall further along than than just this one last thing. And I, I mean, I, I guess uh, Edith yeah. slash Sydney is the gun on a wall in a way because she is what Bradley Cooper trusts because he is still at this point is convinced that she's in love with him. Uh, and, and she's the fact that she, they're in this together yep. um despite the fact that he doesn't trust irving the fact that he's convinced that she is not in love with irving and she is in love with him that that's the yeah that's what that's what they've got that they're paying off that that allows them to succeed mm. in that heist where yeah it feels like there could be more could have been more seeds planted along the way Yeah, I mean that's that's the end of the sting, right? When you find out that um, that every that because there's a there's a a bit in the sting where um, uh, Robert Redford gets picked up by the FBI by the feds, and then you, you mm. find out in the in the cli- mm. the closing frames of the sting that the feds were in on the in on the con as well. Like they weren't feds; that they they were other con people, conists. Mm. Um, but that's what made it satisfying is like the audience the audience gets conned as well um but in a fun mm. way because you're presented with this unreliable narrator where you're being told something that doesn't turn out to be true at all you're being told something you're being told something else and then they present the truth to you like that's what makes the sting fun is like oh you know i didn't i didn't see that coming yeah. um and you know robert redford and um paul newman just being charming as all fuck um and that's what's missing here uh, i i think like the fun part is well, to they, work out they the even tr- they try and do it by making the guy who played the lawyer some some background extra from the party and like the second the second scene of the movie they're like oh yeah that no no this is a thing you've seen earlier yeah that you saw that briefly. we're bringing back what i didn't yeah <laughs> i wasn't paying attention to every extra did yeah every extra i didn't quite go back and check scene. to see if that's not a... I felt like I should have. <laughs> and, and they do something fun with the... Like, they put Bradley Cooper into the yeah. spotlight, which is like, well, you gave them the number. Um, you were the, you could have you could have been giving them any number. Um, you know, that could be in your bank account, for all we know. And what we needed there was um, like a... Like, a, a, like an, an, a, a, an insert cut where you see the, the woman that they befriended um mm. with the pictures of the cats mm. and stuff um to be to be writing down a number that isn't or entering in a number that isn't the number that he's giving her to to put it into a bank account that they mm. set up in bradley cooper's yeah. name yeah. um to go or if you go and check this cayman islands account will you find two million dollars you know um, like that's yeah I, I feel like that's what you need and I, you need a scene I, where like Bradley I, I Cooper get where needs all these in, instead all he's got is all these bits and the, pieces the, the payoff is that louis, louis ck who's um, beaten the shit out of previously gets gets to sit there smugly and take the credit for the operation maybe that's you're just you're making me roll back gets maybe to take a little credit bit for his my, operation. my argument that richie's not a bad guy because he does he does kick the shit out of louis ck quite badly <laughs> And he pulls a he pulls a gun on him. <laughs> yeah, he's he's an absolute prick. 
He pulls a gun on him. <laughs> they both end up pulling hey, guns so on each other. We've done well here, Craig. We've gone 51 I mean, minutes. Who hasn't wanted been, to pull a gun uh, on Louis certain times, K, so. Overwhelmed, underwhelmed, <laughs> and whelmed. This, we've, we've run the full... <laughs> <laughs> and whelmed. <laughs> the, the three states of whelmed. Yeah. yeah. The three states of whelmed. <laughs> Can you be can can you be now verging you on whelmed? Past and future tense, uh, whelm. Can you be whelmed in the future or whelming in the past? So. <laughs> can, you, can you be verging on whelmed? Yeah. Get your, get That's your it, folks. We're changing the name of this podcast. Sorry, you're gonna have to no, throw out I, new merch. Yeah, this I, is I, verging on whelmed. <laughs> uh, David O. Russell, garbage, garbage fire of a human being. Um, and I think the best part of, of of researching this film was to to reread the part about um, George Clooney and uh, George Clooney having to be separated from David O. Russell, and, and that was the thing about like just just to circle it back around to that. Um, I think I can't remember who said it, but um, David O. Russell would go off at cast and crew, and he would go off at crew, and um, and it's the, the it's the mark of a true bully to bully someone who can't fight back. So you're going after the lowest member mm. on the on the um, on the call sheet, and that person knows that if they talk back to the director, they'll be fired. So you, you're using that power in the worst possible way, and it takes a superstar like George Clooney, who does not give a mm. shit if he upsets a director because he's George fucking Clooney. He will get a job um, tomorrow doing whatever the fuck it is he's going to do selling Nespresso, um, but uh, George Clooney has to step in. Um, and and tell the director to fuck off. Um, so my my favorite quote out of all of this was 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 uh, George Clooney. If Oof. asked, would you work with David O. Russell again? Classic. And George Clooney replied, "Life is too yeah. short." So um, uh, George Clooney, yeah, uh, class act all the way around. Batman. Another Batman, I might point out. So yeah, we've talked a lot about a lot of Batman <laughs> in this film. We just need to get Val Kilmer in there. Uh, um, who's, what's the name? What's the name of the original? Ben Affleck. The TV one. <laughs> Adam West, but yeah, uh, I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah, I. Th- oh, um, Adam West. Adam West is best. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, him, yeah, him to, on the Simpsons talking up, about how there isn't think enough you can say that it's, it's wallowing in mediocrity. <laughs> it's clearly not mediocre. It's a great. It's it's every so much about it. No, it's. Jennifer Lawrence, um, and I, 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 I'll make no apologies. You know, Jennifer Lawrence, what a woman, uh, what mm. an actress. Yeah. Um, uh, Did she win? Did she win? She, she almost justifies the price ah. of admission for this. She, she won is, it previously. She is fantastic. Silver Linings. Yeah. Not for this. She won Best Actor for, um, for uh, Silver Linings Playbook. But again, I mean, I'd love to talk Silver Linings Playbook. Just just her casting in Silver Linings Playbook is um, is wild. Like she's cast against Bradley Cooper, and she is uh, mm. she is well too young for that part. Uh, that that part calls for someone who was married for ten years. I think they were, or I can't remember how long they were married yeah. for, or how long the script says that they were yeah. married for. But yeah. it was it was meant to be longer than Jennifer Lawrence was legally allowed to yeah. to, to drink. It's like yeah yeah it's like what the fuck yeah there's just yeah Um, there's some some and they don't even try to age her up like she's jennifer lawrence yeah like uh, i'm I'm just looking at the wikipedia page saying this movie american hustle opened to acclaim from critics who praised its screenplay and ensemble cast ensemble 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 cast 
bang on. Screenplay. They just... praised its ensemble cast, yeah. like, um, but screenplay along with Russell, who wrote this? Eric Warner Singer. Oh, he wrote Top Gun Maverick. Yeah, I yeah. He's got four credits. To I, his I name. don't know. I, I, I don't like Top Gun Maverick. Really in America. I feel like calling this verging on greatness. I suppose you've got to if it's not wallowing in mediocrity and we're not going to sit on the fence, but. I suppose it is. It is virtue on greatness. It's just, 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 just for the style, just for the style alone. Yeah. I think this is the very definition of verging on greatness, right? Like, yeah, it's got all the elements. It's got a, it's got a hotshot cast. It's got a director who, for all their flaws and dumpster fire of human being qualities, um, does manage to elicit um, compelling performance from actors um in an age where um, mm. actors of, of the caliber that were in this film could could more or less phone it in if they wanted to and no one would criticize them um manages to elicit like electric performance from all of them but somehow rather despite that in spite of that allow um i don't know some some ego to get in the way of like oh we're 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 producing magic here i don't want to be that guy that's like you should stick to the script because lord knows i've taken liberties with scripts myself but um Mm. at the same time like i am sure Mm. that a coherent version of this film existed on paper that got lost in the filming process and it was if anything it was saved in the edit where the editor tried to piece together the best version of the story they had um, and if they had had a bit more discipline while filming, maybe there wouldn't be so many glaring plot holes, not plot holes. It's not like mm. it's ever caught in a catch 22, but glaring, glaring omissions or, or lapses in judgment. Um, mm. and I, I think maybe instead of starting at a nine, it would have started at a seven and worked its way up to a nine because it just seems like it's, it's very sweaty very quickly. And, um, it's yeah. yeah it doesn't yeah. need to be that all, sweaty that quickly it, pretty, you can build by, you can like build one hour intensity. And, um and, and then so yeah 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 it yeah it shows its cards very early in the piece and uh this yeah, is me who's never made a hollywood movie with, with hollywood <laughs> stars um so uh what do i know yeah yeah <laughs> We're armchair available. Hi, um, Hollywood. Speaking of that, so we're going to wrap this up. We uh, you can reach out to us on the socials if you like our anonymous, like our anonymous fan, uh, want to suggest a movie uh, for us. Yeah, for us to do. We have Twitter somewhere. Yeah, uh, hit us, hit us up. We'd love to hear from you. Who's totally Um, not my wife, Amy? Yeah, just yeah, yeah. You you don't even you you don't actually need to be married. We'll we'll legit take requests. uh as long as it's not like a terrible film <laughs> yeah don't come to us with you know i'd like you to 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 you know tell us whether happen. the godfather is greatness or not like get the fuck out of here one for next time i don't know i want to do something get short out with your godfather Craig, bullshit. can we do something godfather. short godfather I part guess... three maybe Imp- <laughs> yeah. empire records empire records is pretty short time cop <laughs> <laughs> 
So, so for everyone who's listening at home, I've I've been desperately trying to get Mike to do Time Cop on the podcast because I think it's a fucking great film, but uh, which isn't isn't the title of the podcast. Um, it's just sometimes I think the podcast should be called Craig Makes Mike Watch Movies. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, did, I, did I miss anything? Did we miss anything? I think we can wrap it up there. I don't we? think so. Yeah. All right. Yeah, this, this, it's it this is the most begrudging verging on greatness award i've ever bestowed on a film like i am not pleased about myself this is it's a pretty solid film um i don't think it's worth the hate that um the anonymous fan um gives this film um i think um it's a fun film um and yeah hey like we said with our last one uh, just because we're not trying to talk you out of watching a movie um you know draw your yeah. own conclusions so just yeah all right. all right we'll see you next time everybody thanks craig thanks mike bye folks bye y'all